Wait, wait, wait. If you have just a few seconds, let me tell you about my podcast really quick. I'm Jasmine W., comedian and host of Colored Couch Conversations. You heard me. Colored Couch Conversations, a podcast where I sit down with Black women and women of color to have some serious and not so serious conversations on my couch. We discuss everything from life lessons to mental health to natural hair to white guilt and bad dates. We even give advice in what I call the keep it real corner. You can find Colored Couch Conversations for free. Yes, free. Wherever you listen to your podcast. Listen to a black woman. Y'all need us now more than ever. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Gotta love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected, and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, Shalloners. You're listening to and watching the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. So let's just jump right in, right? Well, actually, no, first, we have to do our relaxation ritual, right? I really like this part of it because like I've said, I think it's important to get the mind right in order to accept a message. Just like when you go and get a facial, the first thing they do is they clean your skin and they exfoliate it so that it can absorb the serums and all those like potions and gels that who knows what they do, but they're expensive and they smell wonderful. Like, that's fine. So I want you to breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Drop your shoulders, breathe in one more time, and out through the mouth. Take your tongue off the roof of your mouth, relax your ears, relax your shoulders, really get your mind in a more open headspace so that you can receive the message. Wake the mighty women, it's time to learn. So this first question uh, came from Amanda. She said, I have a question about setting a standard and making it known to a guy early on. I met this guy two weeks ago. We went on a first date. He's 31 and a senior resident at a hospital. He's got a very busy schedule and so do I, and he's aware of it. The first date went really well and he asked me for a second date. I suggested Saturday to which he agreed and I said, okay, I'll leave the planning to you then. He responded with, to be honest, I'm much better at last minute planning than planning a week in advance. So if you pick a time and a place, then we are good. What the fuck? I do the work for you? Please tell me what to say in response. Oh, this makes me crazy. This is like one of my pet peeves with dating. So I'm starting to date now. Yes, Max and I are on a break, but I just, you know, you kind of got to get out there and see. I don't know. It's, it's not very fun. And this is what I keep encountering too. Like, keep in mind, I live in New York City. There is no shortage of things to do. There's no shortage of free things to do. So if a guy's like, I don't know, what do you want to do? I'm like, literally, we're done. Like, there is nothing less attractive. It's like anti-Viagra to me. Because basically, if you're making me do all the planning, I'm dating myself. I'm dating myself. And what on earth would you say you're bringing to the table? What is the essence of courtship, if not intentionality? You know, and it's really true. You have to set this standard at the beginning because otherwise what you permit, you promote. I see this all the time. And this is a huge red flag. And it's also insulting like, oh, I'm sorry. Does he think he's the only one with a busy schedule? 
No, like, okay, he's a doctor. Yeah, he's busy. But dating is like anything else. If you don't have the time or the money to devote to it, you don't get to do it. It is just that simple. And guys don't get that memo. Why? Because of us. Because we're like, okay, well, let me just see what I can find. Like, does this look good? Does this look like fun? I found a movie time. No, fuck that shit. Fuck it. Nope. Again, you're dating yourself. How is that better than just being single? How is it better than being single? Because then your companionship is hollow because it's like, well, are they only here because I did all of the legwork? Or had I not planned anything, would nothing have actually come to pass? So this is a really crucial data point. So if you still want to like see where it goes, like best practices is like, don't go out with him. But you know, I get you have a vibe and sometimes people need to be trained. 31 years old, I don't think that's really appropriate, but let's just say that it is. You come back with, I'm sure whatever you come up with will be fabulous. Just let me know by Friday afternoon, okay? Because you're going out Saturday. You need to know by Friday afternoon, not Friday evening, because evening can be 11.59 p.m. Afternoon, right? And if he doesn't come up with something, there's your answer, right? Or if you don't hear from him until like 2 p.m. on Saturday, you have every right to come back with like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear from you on Friday afternoon, so I made other plans. Whoops. Guys got to get the memo that like you're busy as well, you know, and a quality guy won't have to learn this lesson at all. He'll know that. And this won't even like be a conversation, but like a, like a medium quality guy will only have to learn this once, only once you will have to have this conversation one time. He'll learn that lesson. He'll be like, "Oh, Oh, I don't get to see her. And then he will never, ever do this shit again. But if you keep meeting him halfway, then like I said, you're dating yourself. That's not a relationship dynamic. That's parenthood. Let's see what else we got. Okay. Oh, this one's great. <clears throat> so, so Roe sent this one. She said, my ex broke up with me after three years. Two weeks later. He's going out with a new girl. He uploaded a photo of her to Facebook. Who is on Facebook? Still gross. And he's commenting, you won my heart quickly because you accept my crazy. Uh, Okay, like our interaction on social media was always like much more discreet. And now he's acting like he was never with me. Why? Is it like I wasn't worth it? I feel totally invalidated. And the girl, like she's not a monster. I admit it. She's just a girl who's falling for a boy and they share a lot of interest. So whatever. And I was like much more of his opposite. So is she like the one? We're not getting back together and I don't want him back. I just don't understand this. I mean, you accepted my crazy? Is that supposed to be a compliment? Is that his idea of a compliment? Because if I saw a guy write that about me in a caption, I would be horrified. I would be so insulted. Like, oh, okay, you view me as a receptacle a receptacle for your bodily fluids, obviously, but also for your psychological issues. I'm just this sort of like landfill of emotional garbage for you. And then I would be horrified at myself. I would be like, wow, I guess this is how people see me. I guess the main quality I bring to the table is total and utter like incineration of issues, like a garbage disposal, like a toilet. Like this would not be the galvanizing quality I would want people to see. Like the bar is this low. So this is not a woman to envy. This is also not a dynamic to envy. And I'm going to do a video actually on Halsey moving on super fast with Evan Peters because like 
I read a quote. It was like a meme, <laughs> but it resonated. It was like, after a breakup, whoever was in the wrong is the one who moves on the quickest. Like if, if one person cheated, the cheater's in the new relationship faster. And I was like, whoa, that is so, so true. Because people who are in the wrong, their relationships fail because they don't choose self-awareness. You know, they don't want to know what they did wrong. They don't want to work on themselves. They don't want to go to therapy or read books or talk to their pastor or simply be alone for a little while and be like, okay, I have to learn to be comfortable inside my own emotional real estate before I get into a new relationship. No, they have to monkey vine from one person to the next. They don't let go of one branch until they get a grip on a new one. And just like a monkey doing that, it, it's because if you don't grab onto something, what happens? You're in a free fall. And emotionally, that's how people like this are too. If they don't have something else to latch onto, they're in an emotional free fall. And that's really sad. Like that is, that is so sad. So don't think of this as like some storybook romance and she's the one. Personally, the concept of the one doesn't really exist to me. Life is so long. We go through so many iterations of ourself. Think about how many different fashion styles you've tried, how many different like food jags you've been on. Maybe you were like cooking a bunch of soups one winter and now you only like Mexican food. Do you really think that like there's only one person out there? I don't. It's not that like you're only going to have shallow relationships. You can have very successful relationships that last five years. You can have very unsuccessful relationships that last 25 years. Being together and settling down, we always see that as like, oh, that's a win. Like, wow, what a win. Because we assume that when two people partner up in such an intense way or that they're married, we assume that's a healthy dynamic. Why? Because that's what we would require for that kind of commitment, right? Okay, if I'm going to get married, it's because it's going to be a really, really healthy dynamic. It's going to be the best person I have dated. I have pulled from all the data points. I have made this decision consciously, not out of desperation. And I assume everyone is operating like that, but they're not. So when we see two people partner up, we cannot always see that as a win. And therefore, because if we do, what's what are we telling ourselves? That being single is the loss, right? You can't have dark without light. You can't have a high without a low. So if you say a relationship is a win, then therefore my single status invalidates me as a person. I don't for a second believe that. We just talked about the concept of dating yourself and why sometimes being alone and being at peace and being the healthy person is better than being coupled up. So more often than not, you look at a dynamic with these two people and we see a happy ending and really it's just good old fashioned Codependency. Nothing to envy there. Bad mushroom trips, near death experiences, not making it to the bathroom in time. Those are all the worst, right? Hey guys, it's Brittany Furlon from Worst First, the podcast where I have a bunch of celebrities on and they tell me about all the worst things that have happened to them. And let me tell you, they have stories. And also you guys submit your own stories, which traumatize me. So make sure to check out Worst First anywhere that podcasts are available. Check it out, listen to Worst First and feel a little better about your life. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Okay, so Lana submitted this. There's a coworker I hit it off with while working an event together. He's very sweet and innocent. From then, there's been like this tension between us. It's really palpable. I can tell he's attracted. He doesn't look me in the eyes when we're talking. He's like fidgeting, looking away when I'm around. 
he's definitely friend. He was definitely friendly with me for a while, but I didn't go out of my way to do the same since he has a longtime girlfriend. I don't want to push my boundaries. He's very shy and so am I. So now we end up just ignoring each other. Am I overthinking? Could he like me too? What do, what should I do to show my interest without embarrassing myself? Okay. Nothing, Lana, you do nothing. Do you know why? Do you know what I'm going to say is the only relevant piece of data in there? What do you think it is? Oh, I don't know. Could it be long time girlfriend? Long time girlfriend. He has a long time girlfriend. Even if he had a short term girlfriend, he has a girlfriend, right? That is the beginning and the ending of this story. And it's not because, oh, the morality. It's because do you really want to get involved with someone who is willing to cheat? If they will cheat with you, they will cheat on you. This is an old adage for a reason because it's true. And don't let anyone hand you a story that, oh, she's a bitch and blah, blah, blah. She just holds him back. No, that's not true. That's not true. You know why I know that's not true? Because he's still with her. If she was so awful, he would not be with her. You can dump someone over a text message. Never forget that. And from what you're telling me in terms of the body language cues, I think he's trying to avoid you. Like he's not looking you in the eye. He's fidgeting. He doesn't want to be around you. That's because he knows you like him and he's trying to respect the boundaries of his relationship. So you need to let the boy be. You got to let the boy be. And also, don't tell yourself that he's shy. Don't ever, ladies, ladies, don't ever tell yourself that a guy with a girlfriend is shy. He's not. You know what evidence there is to the contrary? His girlfriend. He's clearly not so shy that he can't pursue and lock down a woman. He has done so. If he isn't pursuing you, it's either because he doesn't like you. I mean, this these are the facts. Like the simplest answer is almost always the right one. If a guy is not pursuing you, shy or not, it's because he doesn't like you. Girl, believe me, I've spent years of my life denying this truth. Life worked a lot better when I stopped and accepted it that it was the truth. So either he's not into it or he's trying, like I said, he's trying to respect the boundaries of this, of this relationship he's in. And like, that is, that is the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is that he's like all up in your pieces. He doesn't care. That means he doesn't view you as a person and he doesn't care how far he leads you down a dead end road. All that matters is his own like emotional needs and his ego needs. So he wants to keep you as this like zippy little flirtation. And it's like, oh, you like me? Uh, I have a girlfriend. You knew that. Like guys think that that's a sort of like get out of responsibility free card. But then we keep pursuing them. So it is exactly that. What we permit, we promote. I feel like I need to make this podcast like that, that title. So yeah, I don't think he's being shy. The best case scenario is like, you just need to let the boy be. Because this is what I've realized There's this concept with women that you have to chase down every spark. Every spark you have with somebody, every connection, you got to take it to the absolute end, right? Like guys don't operate like this. They compartmentalize. Oh yeah, she's fun to flirt with at work, but I'm going home with my girlfriend. Oh, we met on vacation. We had a great three days, but we live in different cities. You know, she's going away to college. I'm compartmentalizing this. And do you know what that does for men? It gives them the energy and the time to run the goddamn world, right? Whereas women, we're like, ha ha, we're in this constant spiral trying to chase every single shiny object that crosses our path. 
Now think about it. If you, if your pursuit was not love or a boyfriend, if your pursuit was a good body, do you eat every single thing that sparks your interest, that makes your mouth water? No. Even if you're not trying to have a good body, you probably just don't live your life that way. You weigh 500 pounds. Like we have to have a modicum of self-control and we acknowledge this in other categories of our life, whether it's shopping, you don't buy every single thing that you see. You understand that your money is finite. You understand your caloric budget per day is finite. Why do we not understand that our emotional energy is finite as well? Our time and our youth is finite. So if we waste it, chasing every guy because we're not doing the basic evaluation of, is this even a viable single man? Is this a single man who's interested in me? Is this a single man capable of carrying on a conversation? We are blowing through our energy and we're missing opportunities for something we actually do want, something that actually would benefit us. So this guy is like, the emotional equivalent of a shopping spree at the dollar store. You could go in there and blow $300 or you could save that money. You could save that energy for something that's actually worth it. Something that's going to give you a better return on investment. So keep it moving. Oh boy. We have a friend with benefits situation. I started an FWB FW, yeah, situation with this guy, douchey, egotistical, doesn't hide the fact that he talks to a million girls and will swipe or snap them back in front of me after we have sex. My God. He's confusing me with the idea that his actions aren't aligning with his words. He comes over to me. He doesn't fuck other girls. He kisses me after, takes naps and cuddles, drives me to my class. And I know about the passive reciprocation loop that you always talk about. He messages me all the time complaining about stuff and then also hype me up in my career. I don't want love. I just want him to not confuse me. Okay. Well, first of all, of course you want love. Everyone wants love. So what I always say is like, you can lie to your friends. You can lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to yourself about what you want out of life or out of a specific dynamic. That's like going to a restaurant and ordering a steak and being furious when a salad doesn't arrive. Well, that's not what you ordered. You told a lie to yourself and to everyone else, and now you're shocked, shocked. That's precisely what manifested. So very few of us actually are okay with a friends with benefits situation for any sort of long-term. I mean, like two months or whatever this was is pretty long. Like it is natural for us to bond and we have to stop looking at that as, you know, our weak spot. It's not. It's our strength as a woman. It's what makes us a wonderful mother, daughter, wife, sister, best friend. And men turn this against Oh, you want a commitment? And society says the same thing. Like, oh, I'm a boss bitch. I don't need a man. Well, I do. Maybe you do too. Like, who doesn't want love? Like, need and want are two different things, right? So get it out of your mind that you're like, I'm fine with just this situation. You're not. Also, girl, you have got to raise the bar. Let me go back over, let me, let me go back over the pros and the cons. Okay, let's start with the cons. He's a douche, egotistical, rubs it in your face that he's talking to a million girls, okay? He will also Snapchat them back while he's in your bed after you just boned. Okay, great. Now let's hear what incredible qualities balance this out, right? Ready to recap this? He comes over to my house. 
He kisses me after we fuck. He drives me to class. He doesn't fuck other girls. First of all, um, yes, he does. Yes, he does, Jesse. You need to. Yes, he absolutely does. He is probably having sex with one of them right now. He's probably had sex with them before he came over to you or maybe after he left you. If you think this boy hasn't boned two chicks in a day, you are crazy. You're crazy. He's probably boned like seven or eight. I'm not kidding you. It's possible. My ex-boyfriend did it. And like, okay, let's say, let's say that he's not sleeping with other girls. He came over to my house. Oh, wow. He didn't make you drive to him so that you could service him like a, like a prostitute. He kissed me after, wow, he kissed you after you let him use your body and disrespect you by talking to other girls right next to you. I refuse to allow a bar to be this low. I refuse it. He drives into my classes. You mean to the same school he's also going to? He allowed you to sit in his car while he drove to class. Girl, come on. I actually have a radical idea about fuck buddies. They should treat us better than boyfriends. They should. In terms of respect, in terms of manners and etiquette, do you know why? Because they're getting things for free. They're getting all of all the physical assets, all that access for nothing, for nothing. So, oh yeah, you are going to come over to my house, okay? You are going to be respectful. You are going to set plans in advance. Why don't you bring a bottle of wine next time you come? Why don't you bring a six or an Addy Ice? Like, why don't you honor like the cheap ass clearance rack girlfriend I am giving you right now? Have a little bit of respect for how little I value myself and how much of me you get to have for free. Because that's what it is. And so the fact that he's being this shitty when you still are like giving him entree to your body blows my mind. And also he's venting to you about his life because he's using you. That's not a compliment. That's not a compliment. It's like, oh, okay. So now he's really using you as a fake girlfriend without any commitment. Like the whole reason I have a, like a fuck buddy is so that I don't want to hear about your problems ever. I don't want to hear about your stupid meeting or your friends or your sister. I don't want to hear any of that. That You want my empathy? My empathy costs more than my body. Okay. My mind and my heart, way higher price of admission. So it's time to raise the bar. You need to get this guy out of your life. Like what we permit, we promote. I, I just, I don't know how many times I have to say it. I say it all the time. I should get it tattooed on my wrists. So stop permitting this. Stop promoting this. Weed him out. Raise the bar by doing things that will build your self-worth in other categories of your life. And then you're going to see a shift with guys. Then you're going to see people coming into your lives who actually deserve to be there. And they know it. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage. Stay savage.